the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. On a pretty day here at Millburgers at 1604 on Bull Verde Road. Cool and cloudy. It is cool and cloudy. It feels nice. Uh, um, it, did you get a little weather or a little rain yesterday? Yeah, yeah. Calvin, did you get a little rain? Not yesterday, but this morning. Oh, but you did get some this I'm morning? Just gig- I'm just kind of giggling because you guys said this is cool. <laughs> it is cool. It, it, was, it what is, is cool. It? Very interesting morning. So you know that we always have lots of butterflies and moths flying around here. Oh, yeah. Morning. I took some pictures in the we, butterfly we, garden. We, guess what we had a lot of this morning as well? Rabbits. Rabbits. Birds. Oh, really? And guess what they were eating? Cat food. Because the, uh, <laughs> the, the moths and butterflies. Oh, oh no. It was like a circus going on. <laughs> what kind of birds were they, do you know? Uh, the flying kind. Oh, okay. Well, the gra- grackles, for sure. Yeah, grackles will yeah. do that. Now, but I, I said, well, the grackles get the cat food, too, but there were white, <laughs> white-winged doves over there just a little while ago. Really? Yeah. And I should have brought we, my pellet gun, I guess. Yeah. I could have gotten my... Suffer right here on the porch. Yeah, there you go. There's your there dove. There you go, guys. There's a, a white-winged dove. Right Is that a there. scout? He's going to tell the coast is clear. Let's go to the garden. So there was about 50% of whatever that was okay. <laughs> this morning. So, so where were they? were just all around the nursery? Everywhere, because the, the, the moths that's, and butterflies were, I guess after that rain, they were all excited, let, so the birds got really excited. Let's <laughs> remind everybody, it's worth a trip to come to Millburgers just to see the certified butterfly garden. And uh, even neater, you got all the plants that really attract the butterflies. And then, of course, you got them in 10 times or 100 times as many out there in the in the display area. And so that's why you get a there's go there goes our doves. I'm going to wait till they pull those zinnias out of there. They're distracting from all the other plants. Hey. Well, I'm a little sad this week. Why? Well, the pine tree. Yeah. Yeah. We finally gave up. Okay. So it's going to come down Monday night. Oh. The eucalyptus tree. Oh, where's the... Oh, is that the... I, 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 we cut it back to where it was green, and it never leafed out, so it's going to go away to Monday night. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Do you know and, what pine, tr- pine that was? Well, <laughs> so I've heard lots of stories. Okay. Um, I think... I think Aleppo is what we finally came okay. to the conclusion. Okay. There was only one person that worked here when I started 
that actually was here when it was planted. Oh, is so, that right? Okay. And he's about 80, so we have to take his word for it, uh, whether or not he re- remembered correctly or I not. I bet he a did. Story. And if it was 40 or 50 years ago, he probably remembered. He probably did. Well, and it looks like the, the Aleppo's out there at the, yeah. the Air Force Base. Too. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. But look look what's right next to it that hadn't even uh, lost a leaf. Oh, no, it lost a, lots of leaves. What's that, the Montezuma Cypress? Yeah, yeah. Montezuma Cypress. Have you got any of those available, or a lot of those came from... Um, I, I I don't think I have any at the moment, although we have had them several times this year. In the old days, you had a few, too. Yeah, that, and they came originally from uh, Oso Nursery in uh, in the Corpus, and really? that's the one that flooded. They yeah. were the first ones to do Montezuma Cypress. Interesting. Yeah, it's a good, seems to be a good tree. It's yeah. nice and tall, if you like that, it... It's, it does some color. Yeah. And, and apparently it can... Uh, if green and brown you, you didn't, color. You didn't wrap that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well you know. we, we kind of we gave it too much credit, though, too. It's, a, oh. it's got... You know, it grows in the wetlands generally, but we, we were using it, and it showed off some ability to do drought, be drought tolerant. Mm-hmm. But then the one I don't remember when it got really drought tolerant. Yeah, seven or eight years really? ago, it took it on the chin a little bit. But yeah. they are beautiful. Oh, during the drought, you know who found that? Greg Grant, Lynn Lowry. Get out of here. Yeah. Same person with the Lynn Lowry lemon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that guy hadn't called back. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, that the original tree, the mother tree of this Montezuma cypress, uh, covers an entire town. The the canopy covers an entire town hmm. down in uh, central Mexico. Okay. And <laughs> when you when you drive up on the this is what I've been told. I've never seen it. But uh, when you drive up on the village. You only see it looks like only one tree is there, and that one tree oh, wow. is Montezuma cypress. Huh. And so uh, that's an interesting story about it. And they they claim that it's over a hundred years old. And they probably is. And they talk about it being what a thirty or forty percent growth rate is faster yeah. than oh yeah than our bald cypress. Oh okay. And it doesn't have knees. I don't think. Oh, knees, yeah. I don't, like ball cypress. And the problem with ball cypress is that uh, in our al- very alkaline soils, a lot of times they'll turn yellow, they're chlorotic. But uh, David Creech at SFA, Dr. David Creech at SFA, Greg's buddy. Uh, what does FSA stand for? Stephen F. Austin. Uh, Stephen F. Austin? I, I, I thought he should know that. Calvin. Oh, okay. He actually, they actually let him stay there for wow. a Wow. And he, he <laughs> supported my research. They didn't run him off? Oh, my God. <laughs> but then, uh, but uh, he. Like so many have? He, <laughs> he's doing a lot of work on uh, iron chlorosis resistance of the regular pines. I'm, I mean, the uh, ones that make. Uh, uh, sprouts. Oh, okay, but uh, he'd been to China, in fa- uh, to, to collect specimens that show some resistance to iron chlorosis, 
And he was the one that found all those more grandias blooming in China than Mr. Moore developed here in San Antonio. And they lined the streets with those in China. Oh, that's kind of a yeah ironic story. So he, yeah, he he, he took uh, pictures of them, showed it to me, sent them to me, and I showed Mr. Moy before he passed. Mm-hmm. He's he passed, nothing. You gonna play some past past musician? I don't think we have any. Uh, yeah, one more. We're gonna do Charlie Watts today. But. <laughs> there you go. So. Uh, but anyway, uh, it it blew his mind. He could he couldn't even comprehend. Was he happy about it or? Well, I don't know. You know, he left. Uh, I know. Red China. Yeah. And uh, but I, I don't think he could understand why so many people are interested in it. Because it really wasn't anything that you could eat. Being raised oh. in the Chinese society, everything is focused on something to eat. Yeah. And uh, that's why he was so interested in satsumas. And uh, so, do you, do you have any satsumas, uh, Trace? Uh, I have a few. A few. Not, not, I'm going to have the and more coming. More a lot coming. more. A lot more coming. Yeah, no, I was doing that. I was going to use that as a segue because yeah. you have lots of citrus. <laughs> I do have lots of citrus. Yeah. He, he was moving stuff out uh, or over uh, a week or two before the citrus came in because he anticipated that, I guess, since he ordered them. But uh, anyway, interesting story. I, I was glad to see that, that Montezuma uh, made it because obviously in central Mexico, it doesn't get quite as cold as it got here. Yeah. So you say it lost a lot of needles? Uh, oh, it was completely brown. Lost uh, everything and then leafed back out again. Oh, oh yeah, okay. in the freeze? Yeah. Yeah. Well, brown is the fall color, according to Greg Grant, you know. Mm-hmm. Was it a beautiful brown? It was a... Uh, <laughs> a luxurious a, uh, brown. <laughs> burnt brown? Oh, there you go. Burnt orange. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. They're deciduous anyway. But, yeah. Uh, but there was a different pa- uh, the pattern, I mean, yeah. when they lost. Well, we'll start seeing it turn, won't we? Well, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Once uh, we get a little closer to a real fall. Yeah. I, I never could promote it as a colorful tree in the fall. Yeah. Because I never could embrace brown being a color. But... Uh, <laughs> it's been a good tree. It's the fastest growing tree I ever knew. Oh, okay. Yours yours died, though, didn't it? You had, yeah, you eventually. Had one. Yeah. After it was 30 feet tall. Yeah. And, uh, but. Trace, you want to? Oh, <laughs> go ahead. Oh, no, I didn't know if you wanted to talk about a little bit about some of the other stuff uh, that you were talking about that we have, like the oh, blueberries. We got the, blueberries in. We got a good selection of blackberries. And I think the word was canoodle. Canoodle, that's right. Canoodle full of blackberries. <laughs> that's right. And he's and, got uh, the best kawa, the f- uh, famous kawa that we had in that book. We, we got goji berries in. Now, last year when we had goji berries, we had chickens, and guess who got all the goji berries? <laughs> oh. With, within a matter of days, they were <laughs> clear. 
Well, and that's the one that has all the health benefits, wasn't it? Uh, and these these don't was, have the berries on them, but they are blooming. It's an actually real pretty little pink bloom. Yeah, yeah but the chickens that yeah. ate, ate them, they didn't have much health benefits. I, they they I don't health? see them anywhere. I no. bet they were healthy. I the bet they were. were healthy. Until they passed. <laughs> <laughs> How many goji berries should you eat a day? Uh, 15 grams per day. How many is that? I don't know. <laughs> doesn't say how many that is. Do you have any any boo-boo? Any what? Any boo-boo berries? Boo-boo berries? Yeah, yogi and boo-boo. No. Oh. <laughs> goji, not yogi. <laughs> uh, thank you. There you go. Okay. Large amounts of vitamin A and C, similar to blueberries and raspberries. Similar, yeah. I don't know how they're doing alkaline soil. I never have. I never have grown one. Are they, do they get real tall, or how do you? I've never grown one. Oh, okay. I don't think they get real tall. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I guess they're cold hardy. I don't know. I don't think we ever heard of them in Minnesota. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> cold hardiness for goji berries. I'll look that up. <laughs> but I'm real excited about having Kiowa because that, in my opinion, yeah, that's the best. Best uh, best one on the market now. A lot of people want them thornless, and, and uh, uh, they, they we've got them here. Oh yeah, the vari- uh, several varieties. Now, of course, you need to you need to be careful. We Sherry and I have uh, uh, used thornless uh, for a few years there when they first yeah. were available, and the one of the issues is that they. Have a tendency to be a little slow to re uh, refresh themselves and get berries. So if the weather um, messes up a bit, you you miss your production. Yeah, cold, and they seem to be more susceptible to disease. And Dr. Larry Stein has uh, always tested the new ones, the ones out of, out of Arkansas, where Kiowa came from, but. Uh, I forget. They made one a Texas superstar, a thornless one. But I don't know what it was. I forgot. <laughs> that was after my time. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Or come on by Mill Burgers at 1604 on Bull Road and visit with us. And ask your gardening questions in person or just run around here and get some uh, some great ideas on things to beautify your yard coming up for fall. And, and see, oh, you, David Rodriguez gave a presentation mm-hmm. starting the uh, vegetable programs. Uh, but and he talked about the uh, the beautiful uh, inventory that's here, and especially the the vincas and the pentas. And uh, let's see, well, well, we got uh, some of the uh, some of the zinnias. And what else did we have that was he was mentioning? Lantana, uh, he was talking about uh, angelonia. Yeah, that angelonia we uh, don't we don't uh, yeah. utilize as much as we could. It's uh, my, at least in my neighborhood, it was deer proof, and uh, looks pretty good. And then, not inside the fence, is it? Huh? No, it's uh, <laughs> even outside the fence. Don't do it. It's not a, It's not as showy as uh, Vinca, but it, it is a nice 
you know, like in, in, leading into your gate or along your your fence line on the outside, they they do fine. Yeah, that don't they call that uh, summer snapdragon? There you go. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, the, <laughs> the purple one especially. Is, it's good to have Trace's young brain up here. It's sad to be called the young brain. All right. What else you got over there? But anyway, uh, I was looking at uh, Neil Sperry's article, uh, questions and answers, and he got, had a question. said, my hybrid purslane blooms aren't as large or as prolific as they were in the spring. Uh, how can I get all that back? And he, he and I wondered that, too. Uh, and he Neil answers, they consume a lot of nutrients over the course of the summer. This summer has been enough rain in many parts of Texas that those nutrients have been leached out of the soil and more than usual. Apply water-soluble high-nitrogen fertilizer every time you water them for a couple of weeks. And uh, they could be running out of nitrogen. Or, well, that would affect the color in the foliage, but it would affect the size of the bloom. Oh, yeah. Big time. Uh, just like uh, it will uh, hibiscus blooms. Well, the more grande bloom that you see on the plants that we have out here available for sale have been grown in a nursery and in, in containers, but they've been fertilized every time, <laughs> every time they're watered. And uh, by the nursery, they inject the fertilizer into the water, water of the water. Uh, but the big one, the big bloom, 12 to 16 inches, that's on uh, plantanswers.com and was used to sell and promote more grande is in a container in my ditch, in my ditch behind my house. And that's my son, young Jeremy, standing by mm. the bloom, which is bigger than his head <laughs> and his hand. Uh, but they were they were given the osmocote uh, oh, the copious there. amounts, copious amounts every <laughs> every time we were growing them. So uh, yeah, fertilizer does affect the size of the blooms as well. Uh, like I said, they were in a container, so it, it grew. It was pretty all the time. I mean, as far what as kind of container was it? Was it the thirty gallon? Thirty. I just think they would do big so, one. They would do so well in the, those uh, big uh, plastic containers right, that, that right. they have here at Melbourne. These were plastic. Yeah, these were plastic. And then you get, then you've got the fertilizer. You got the soil here and everything. And yeah. And what a what a bargain price that is too, for, <laughs> that, for the whole setup. Yeah, and they they may be easier to move than a other heavier container. Hmm. Yeah, that's one of the questions that uh, some gardeners and I are there experimenting with them are how much tra- movement can they tolerate? Mm-hmm. You know, if we if we move them into the greenhouse and or into shelter. Two yeah. or three times will they will they start coming apart or will they hold together? Uh, they well, we Not use them in the greenhouse for years. Did you? And I mean, you they, move, move them around. They're probably more damaged by direct sun because they're plastic and they're split. 
if they're left out in a direct sun. Yeah. I got an interesting uh, email this morning as I was walking out the door to come over here. From Thank you. <laughs> Don't make me hit you. Just, I have I, to slap I'm just trying to help Milton so he's on the good side. Yeah. You notice he put you. Well, I couldn't hear you. Yeah, so we, all we hear is. Well, that may be a good thing. That could be. We haven't gotten any complaints yet. Uh, but anyway, this letter is the subject of it is Valhalla Grape. And uh, he, he writes from New Braunfels. And he writes, uh, I've heard rumors <laughs> that the TV Munson grape variety Valhalla is slated to be listed as a Texas superstar variety. No. Oh. Is Victoria a superstar? Yeah, yes. right. I think it, I'm oh. thinking that's what they got confused. Victoria Red. Yeah. And which we've had some of them. Yes, here. we did. We don't have any now, but it is one that we. Okay, it may come in, may come in for the spring, right? I, I haven't seen the booking form for that yet. So, okay. Uh, no, I'm still working on uh, <laughs> fruit trees, and and then that one wouldn't even be from them. That would be from. Uh, I don't know who that'd be from. Greenleaf. Greenleaf has got it. That's, they're the only ones that have had it. Oh, okay. Well, I said uh, they're back. Spring, uh, Creekside had it too. Okay. Is this true, and is there anywhere this grape is available for purchase? This this guy, this person, is a uh, is a grape person. In other words, they mm-hmm. know they know what they're talking about, and they enjoy they love the TV Munson grapes like Champanel and uh, I don't think Black Spanish is. I, I thought he was going to call him a wino. <laughs> I ordered some cuttings. From the Munson Vineyard at Grayson College some years ago. Now, who should who should have Valhalla more so than the Munson Orchard? Oh, because Munson bred and named Valhalla. Valhalla means heaven. Okay. Uh, Anyway, they what ordered, language? Huh? What language? <laughs> a, a Viking. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, like Minnesota, is, but is there a Viking language? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you well, make that up? Norwegian, <laughs> Swedish, Finnish. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Danish. I'll look it up. But he said he got some cuttings from Munson Vineyard, but they turned out to be mislabeled Champanels. Thank you. Okay. Norse. <laughs> Norse? Norwegian. The, the were, Hall of the Slain language. Warriors. <laughs> huh? The Hall of Slain Warriors who lived there blissfully under the leadership of the god Odin. There you go. And uh, According to Britannica.com. I got, I got bad news for you. <laughs> he ordered the plants from Munson Vineyard at Grayson Cox some years ago. And... Uh, he would have gotten the same, uh, gotten the same uh, black grapes if he'd ordered them from the University of California repository. If he'd ordered them from, uh, uh, let's see, repository and uh, anywhere else that was growing them. But uh, the people that were growing them didn't read the book, didn't read the Munson book. 
because Valhalla is black. I mean, uh, Champanel is black, and Valhalla is red. Oh, okay. And so <laughs> that piqued my interest years ago, and I started a search for Valhalla. Mm-hmm. And uh, everywhere, <laughs> everywhere I talked to, everyone I talked to had gotten their cuttings from the University of California and maybe the Munson uh, venue. Uh, but uh, they were all Champanet to the Valhalla. It's interesting. If you look online for pictures, you see both red and black. Yeah. That's somebody that know, didn't read the book. Yeah, they're all, yeah. <laughs> didn't read the book. But anyway, uh, I looked and looked. There's a There, there was a bunch of uh, people that specialized in collecting uh, the Munson grapes because they were going to use them for breeding for Pierce's disease resistant and things like that. But uh, couldn't find it. I mean, I, I looked at what well, I contacted every old timer grape grower that I knew of or that we had ever heard of. And right there at the last, I was working on the last one. This guy, a uh, uh, fellow, I think he was in Pleasanton. Uh, so told me he said if anybody's got it, there's a guy in Ohio that collects uh, old gray, old Munson grapes. And so he gave me his number, and I called him and asked, and he answered. And I talked to him, told him kind of what I was looking for. I said, "Do you have Valhalla grapes?" He said, "Oh yeah, I've had them for years." And I said, what color is the grape? He said, red, of course. Oh, good for him. You didn't read that the book. That was it. He read that the book. That was it. <laughs> and he said, you want me to send you some cuttings? I said, either you send them or I'm driving up there to get them because you got the only real Valhalla grape in, wow. in the world as far as I could tell. So uh, he sent me cuttings, and then we grew some. And but, what happened to them? <laughs> well, they're, they're in his refrigerator. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we grew some, and they were red. And uh, but the birds got most of them. Uh, all this trouble to go through, <laughs> and the birds end up getting them? Yeah, so that's, so that's, we, that's worthy. The birds get them. <laughs> so we never propagated it. So uh, never, I doubt if they'll ever be on the market. Hey, we gotta take a break. Oh, uh, give me by, a break. By the way, Bart says don't don't lose track of the seeds in the your refrigerator. In the refrigerator? Oh, okay. <laughs> They'll never I've find them. I've got a special place. He was teasing, teasing because yeah, <laughs> everything behind the mustard. Whatever goes into the refrigerator never comes out of the. Could be what, behind. What the goes mustard. into the refrigerator <laughs> stays in the refrigerator. It's like, oh. Ve- it's like Vegas, but different. That's good. What happens in the Jerry's fridge stays in Jerry's fridge. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll talk to Marty right after this 210-308-8867 210-308-8867 more in a moment on 9:30 a.m. the answer
Welcome back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. As Al pays tribute to the music of uh, Charlie Watts today, the drummer for the Stones and others. Uh, of course, get off of my cloud. And uh, if you're out there in your home yelling at the roaches and the rats, uh. hey, hey, you, you, get out of my house, then uh, Spider-Man is who you need to call. Uh, Spider-Man termite and pest control can help you get rid of those pesky bugs, those roaches, those rats. What's bugging <laughs> you? What's bothering you? Well, call Spider-Man termite and pest control. Some are a nuisance. Some are just very, very serious, like the termites, and he can help you with oh, all of them. Oh, yeah. Um, give him a call, 210 256-3721. They've been doing this since 1976. They help both business and residential. Uh, if you're residential, the fact that businesses count on them, huge businesses in San Antonio, but businesses whose livelihood depends on those inspections they get and them being insect-free, then you know they're going to take care of you, too. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, uh, 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721 are easy. Just find them. GoSpiderManPest.com. GoSpiderManPest.com. Marty, thanks for waiting at 210-308-8867. What you got going on today? All right. How are you guys doing? You're doing well. Good, How about good you? Good to hear from you again. All right. Yeah, I was just at Millburgers a while ago. I, I just missed you guys. Oh, I, I why didn't you say earlier. hi? Uh, well, I, I, I went out a whole lot earlier, earlier than I anticipated. So, uh, But I got me some uh, snapdragons, and I got me some uh, Aladdin peppers, and they look real, real, real beautiful. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the one that really uh, caught my eye uh, was uh, hibiscus, and I was there with my son. My son was uh, stationed out at Camp Pendleton, and I remember the hibiscus was out at uh, San Diego. And, uh, oh, yeah. And, but uh, the, the ones there, that the orange one and like uh, uh, yellow one and white one, they're, they're just uh, devastating. Uh, Beautiful, breathtaking, yeah. to say the least. Yeah, my question is, I, I purchased a, a Meyer lemon tree uh, last year from uh, Millburgers, and uh, this year uh, it's blooming. I got about five or six blooms on it, and I was wondering, would it be advisable to take some of the blooms off and just let one or two go? Well, how uh, big is the tree? Five or six doesn't seem like too many. Mm. How, how big is the tree? It's about, I guess, about five or six feet tall. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can leave whatever's on there yeah. on there. Five or six okay. are not going to hurt anything. Well, the, where okay. the damage occurs is when people leave 20 or 30 yeah. or more on there. It's, oh, always, ama- okay. it's always amazing. You know, the I've got the same situation, the Meyer Lemon got beat to beat, beat up by the freeze and everything and there they are there's five or six there uh, you go uh, lemons on there coming back and they may bloom right. all winter because <laughs> yeah. i i've yeah. got pictures i've got pictures of the fruit on the tree with right. blooms by it by the fruit. oh wow wow nice so they may nice. bloom they may keep blooming this uh winter yeah well i went out It'll there this, uh, this morning I It'll be uh, more susceptible, susceptible to freeze damage with the oh, fruit, yeah. fruit on there too. But uh, just keep that in mind. Maybe okay. you know if a big freeze is predicted, sometimes it's better just to harvest all the all the fruit. No, okay. use it up. Okay. But you'll be okay. 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 Well, I appreciate you. That's, your, one, your, that's your, one thing good about lemons. You can use them from oh, the yeah. start. 
All right. Cool. Thanks, Marty. Okay. Thank you, guys. Hey, Marty, keep it. us informed yes, on how the Snapdragon situation goes, will you? I will. I, uh, I, I bought some in, in the in the trays of uh, – uh, they weren't in the hanging basket. The last time I bought them in the hanging basket, but the ones I got this morning were in the little trays of three. And they're Good. real beautiful. Yeah. And so I'm going to try those out and, and see how they do. I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna be more watchful on this time. I'm not going to take my chance like I did last time and let them freeze. I'm going to bring them in for sure. <laughs> I learned my lesson. Well, you got to put them in. You're going to put them in pots, I assume. Yes. Yes. I'm gonna, we're going to put them in. Yes. I'm gonna, uh, my son's going to put them out in pots. Uh, and, and, and he said, Dad, we're not going to let this happen like it did last year. I said, okay, we're, okay. we're going to do that. Good deal. Yeah, okay. I'll do It'll that. be pretty. Thank you, guys. Okay. Thank Thanks, you, Thanks, Marty. Nice. Okay. All right, that'll free up a line at 210-308-8867. Where I asked uh, Marty to do that because this is the time of the uh, growing season when both zinnias and uh, oh, and yeah. snapdragons can grow. Those zinnias well, are keep going. Uh, well, I'm thinking of uh, 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 periwinkle. Yeah, till, uh, till thanks, go all the way to Thanksgiving at least if yeah. it's not cold. But uh, and of course the snapdragons, we think the, this the hot weather may bother them a little bit, but that's that's why we're asking the questions. But uh, generally, they should do fine from now on. Yeah. Okay. So now, do I was going to make a comment, but I'm not sure this is right. Do uh, the vincas don't do it. Reseed don't do it. <laughs> Vinca. Yeah. Yeah, yes, they can. Okay, but what's more likely? So, remember how you were commenting on was it the blue bonnets that? Oh no, the uh, the Laura bush petunias, the ones that came back from the seeds were more beautiful than the original yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. So I noticed uh, a couple of days ago the uh, core of vincas that froze down. I mean, they were lasting until the freeze. <laughs> Everything was yeah. six degrees. And, but the, there's one that came back up, and I don't. And it look it's it's prettier than the original wow. one I had. Yeah, but I don't know whether that's a what seed color or the bloom. Uh, I think it's uh, it's pinkish. It's okay. pink and white. Okay. Um, but I'll take a picture and send it to you. That's an original one. Oh. I mean, the original link. But is that a uh, seed or is that a just seed. froze down to the... Okay, good. That'll be a seed. Okay. can be both, though. You can handle Yeah, that's right. Because some of them, if it was in kind of a sheltered location, I had some in a kind of a corner, just barely getting enough sun. Yeah. They were protected. Okay. And they, they sprouted. Yeah, we I put it I potted the um, uh, Whopper begonia in the same pot, and then all of a sudden both of them, you know, were just looking great. It's like, wow, where'd that come from? The cat le- le- uh, sleeps on top of it. Does that make it a sheltered? Uh, yeah, I bet it kept it warm like a bird in the best oh. of it. In and, the it didn't, and it didn't sma- doesn't smash it. That's no, the vincas are very forgiving. <laughs> it's just amazing. That's, uh, see that that's one of the differences. Is zinnias wouldn't wouldn't last. They wouldn't put up with that. No, they're kind of, they're too too, too uh, stiff. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Give us a call. We cut all the leaves off the poinsettia. Good man. So they all stayed wilted. Huh? Yeah, they were all curled over. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, it'd be interesting. We to had see if they said any brax issue. Oh yeah. They uh, nice pussy liquid came out of the uh, yeah. I so. bet they I bet they do show some breaks. Okay, that'd be nice. <laughs> they're ama- they're amazing, and each each year they get more amazing uh, <laughs> developments. Yeah, 
You know, they're native to Mexico. Right. Mountainous or... uh, Uh, or I I saw them in the forest that... It, uh, They're in every city that you can think yeah, of. Yeah, right. Yeah, but I'm talking about these right in the woods. Oh. <laughs> Were there mountains in the woods? Was uh, it was a mountainous? It, uh, it was It was not flatland. Okay. I'll say that about it. And uh, you know who brought them back from? Lynn Lowry. No. <laughs> close. <laughs> okay. Po- uh, a porn set. Oh, that's right. They uh, <laughs> The porn set it was named after. The, the plant man, that the plant person that brought him back. So he he developed a weed into uh, a beautiful, very good selling plant material. Yeah. Who, who else has done that with other plants? What's out, of the, out of the wild. Everybody that you talk about? <laughs> Blue bonnets. Oh, okay. They were taken out of the wild. Okay, and, and can cultivate it. And, yeah. And, and you now, need it? And by the way, we've got the seed to the grower, and so give it six to eight weeks, and uh, we'll have transplants of the blue, Ladybird Johnson mm-hmm. Royal Blue, and uh, the red, uh, red maroon. Good. You want to find, want some white, Smelter? Sure. No. Tough luck? No. <laughs> okay. The, 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 why, why are we not doing whites this year? Because you say, because they, they didn't get bought as a... Well, you watched it. You watched it yourself. I Smelter. don't know. They were the last ones. So it's a popularity there. contest, huh? Oh, yeah. Okay. Ask, ask Trace about popularity contest. Okay. Well, here... Trace, let's take a quick break so we can give you time on the other side. Okay, 210-308-8867. Otherwise, yeah, 210-308-8867. More in a moment on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll-free, it's 866-308-8867, and the phone number for Wild Birds Unlimited at Northwest Military and Hebner Road is maybe even easier to remember than that, 210-479-BIRD. 210-479-BIRD. And if you want to attract birds to your yard, if you want to uh, feed the birds, if you just want to enjoy bringing nature, Wild Birds Unlimited at Northwest Military and Hebner Road is the place to go. And I don't mean just for supplies. I mean for information on how to use the supplies correctly. Because Kyle, the gang, Bill, all of them there know exactly what they're doing. They'll help you problem solve. Calvin mentioned squirrels yesterday. We've had people who have talked about, you know, doing something and it's just not working. In all the years that they've been doing it at Northwest Military and Hebner Road, they've, they have seen it all, as that commercial says, uh, so they know what they're doing. So give them a call or go by and visit with them, 210-479-BIRD, 210-479-BIRD, or Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military and Hebner Road. And if you want to, if you had a, a, a Martin year that you uh, wish would, would have been more successful, they're the right people to go confer with. They'll uh, kind of review what happened in uh, your Martin houses, and then they'll 
kind of come up to yeah, help you come up with a strategy to, to do accomplish what you want next year. Did you want to go on the air? Okay. Well, here you can. Uh, we'll just I can, I can just put this down. Yeah, well, you'll be on the air. Just so just start talking. You don't. You can do it or not. Okay. Some people don't like to do the mic, but go ahead. Um, yes, I had a question about the lemon and the lime trees. They're all shriveled up at the top, the leaves, but the bottom are fine. Is that just from the weather? Is that yours or the ones out there for sale? Mine. Oh, yeah, that's that's the weather. <laughs> okay, uh, so I just leave them? Yeah, did you, is yours in containers and you took no, them in? No, it's in the ground. And they didn't freeze back? I was one of the ones that they didn't. Wow. I know, And I called earlier about the red, ruby red grapefruit, mm-hmm. and mine stayed too, but then I was real protective of them, so oh. I got double wrapped them with Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they came back, and um, but and I know they said they start off of the below the graph, they're no good. Right. But above the graph, they're okay? Yeah. Uh, those were probably grafted onto... Uh, um, a rootstock uh, that, uh, if it sprouts up, sour orange is a rootstock. If it sprouts up, it usually has thorns on big thorns. Yes. Do, do all your sprouts have thorns? You know, you need, I think so. Uh, oh. That's bad. Yeah. Okay. So what you need to do is cut those ones with thorns. Off at the ground, as close to the root system, uh, root as you can get. Okay. Cut everything with thorns on. Okay. And okay. they may, but the ones with flat leaves, uh, and no thorns, and it may only be one. Oh. And, uh, okay. <laughs> are I kind of messed with it to, already. Are you going to be able to do that? Well, somebody <laughs> had told me, and I thought it was. Somebody said you have to cut all but one to make it go grow straight. Is that not right? You know when, when they start no. re-spreading? Yeah, you, you, yeah you. it's kind of a two. The way Jerry's describing it's a, a two-step process. You identify the real tops. Then then you worry about the one, and it has to be the one of the real ones. So you... You take out all of those rootstocks. Okay. And then you worry about it being straight up. I know. After afterwards, but uh, it'll be straight up. I mean, you'll yeah, have such a good, straight grow, You have such a good growth rate that you'll you'll be able to manipulate if you got some good stuff. Okay, so cut off all the thorny ones. And if there's any without, that's the one I want to use. There so you cut go. Okay, cool. Now another thing: blackberry bushes. When do I cut those back? Oh. Uh, Last June, but you can. Oh, do they have? Uh, you got a lot of them, or just one or two? I have several. I mean, I've got a whole section like this big. All right, yeah. good girl. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, do you know what variety they are? I don't, but they're the big ones. They're pretty big. Okay, have they got thorns? Yes. Okay, good. All right. Uh, basically, after they fruit in the spring. All the way up until about June, uh, when after they fruit, you cut the ones that had fruit on them back to the ground. Oh, uh, because I can't do it now. Well, today. yeah, you can do oh, it. Oh, okay. But uh, what you want to save are the ones that uh, 
have good-looking leaves on it. And came up. And sp- came up this year, too. Okay. Okay. You, you know, that's the shoots. Uh, yeah, the, the fresh-looking ones. Yeah. And they yeah. cut everything else back. Yeah. There you go. Okay, very and, good. And it's not it's not a major disaster if you leave some that should have been cut down. or Yeah. Because they'll... They'll, t- they'll do their own pruning and <laughs> sorting out. Too. Okay, so I can't really mess it up too bad. Now, you could you can reduce your crop uh, slightly, but it's uh, it's pretty hard to do. Yeah. Okay. That'll, that'll, that'll it'll work. Because I didn't get a lot this year, but I did the previous year. Good. Yeah. The com- now, the commercial growers, <laughs> with acres of them, shred them down every two years with a tractor and a shredder. Okay. And they don't worry about uh, the new growth. Mm. Uh, but with homeowners, uh, in June, uh, May, June, when those new growth start coming up, mm-hmm. uh, uh, they would uh, cut the tops out of them and make them branch more. Yes, I heard that, the, the tips of them, right? There you go. I read about it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. You've been very helpful. Uh, sure. Thanks. Right, good luck. Uh-huh, thanks. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. What happened? I was just making sure I was doing the right one. <laughs> I want to tell you, I've got a new game that I play with my roaches in the house. Oh. You know, I'm using a cane. Yeah, you play the cane game? Yeah. If I see if I see one of my rare roaches, mm-hmm. oh, you have rare roaches. I now. have rare roaches. They're few and far between. Oh, okay, I thought this was just the variety was rare. So I came. These are the Valhalla roaches. <laughs> so I can't bend over and get them. I get dizzy and fall down. Okay, so so what do I do? Use the cane. That's not Smash easy either, with. though. Oh no, it's not easy. You probably have to lead them a little bit. Yeah. It's fun, is it? <laughs> Except, how do you pick them up if you can't lean down? Well, I leave them there. Pick them up. I leave. I leave them there to scare away the other. Oh, until roaches. the and did, does it? Do they disappear? Like maybe the schnauzer? They eat them. <laughs> no, the schnauzer the deal. Yeah, well, no, but the other the other cockroach. I think you. Oh, I think you're right. I, fi- I saw that the other day in my yeah. house. So see, they automatically clean themselves, Milton. I don't. I don't get this hatred of roaches. I think you're the only I th- one. That doesn't I think get that. It. I think that's a. Uh, what is it they call it? A folk, a folk, yeah. uh, old folk tale. They're just. Uh, they got bad PR, huh? Yeah. They're really great for I your don't home. Get, I hope Spider Spider Man didn't uh, buy into that. I think he. I think he's helping people get rid of them. <laughs> oh so. man. All right, such an injustice. To, uh, yeah, I think you're the only. You're, you, if you form that club, I'm not saying that that, that you're the only one that, that believes that they're uh, yeah, that I'm, way. But if you form that club, that roll call at the club is going to be kind of short. I'm kind of, I'm kind of uh, inventing games. You, why don't you play with the roaches and do games with them? I do. Just don't give them the remote because you'll never get it back. <laughs> okay. All right. I just wanted to pass that along to Spider-Man. And, uh, by the way, I have not heard from our Texas A&M employees that wrote that article that you sent me about the uh, yeah. mosquito-repelling insect. They're not calling you. wonder why they're not I calling I don't know. But uh, I'm getting ready to write them again. I'll send the same email again to them. 
And this time I'm going to send it to the department head as well at A&M. Gosh, I know. See if I can get a response. I'm sure they're valuing valuing that uh, communications between Jerry (laughs) and... uh, well, it's a young gal. I, I mean, <laughs> she doesn't know him. Yeah, <laughs> she's only heard. She knows rumors. now. I mean, she's uh, only heard rumors. Obviously, yeah. conferred with uh, past acquaintances. Uh, but anyway, uh, we we mentioned Calvin's article a little yesterday, and should mention it again because it's a it's a good article, and uh, he talks about planting vegetables in the fall and uh, planting plants from uh, seed. Oh, and I meant I meant to ask Trace, do we still have uh, Crawford lettuce seed over here? Hmm, okay. I think it's too hot for Crawford lettuce seed now to germinate, but uh, it's coming pretty quick. So uh, if you don't have Crawford lettuce seed, now if you have had Crawford lettuce seed and plants in the past, and you let them go to seed, yeah, you have it. They're coming back. They're coming back. You don't have okay. to worry about it. And they'll come back, come up when the temperature is right, when the soil temperature is right. They're kind of, they're they're not as sensitive as spinach is. But uh, oh, by the way, Dr. Stein got a our grower some spinach seed. Hmm. They were running lower out, so they're they're seeding spinach seed now, direct seeding. Well, in the flats. So you'll have transplants of those probably sooner than you will. Uh, oh, okay. Crawford. Crawford. But anyway, uh, members in the past has uh, had Crawford lettuce seed. And uh, I've got some packages, old packages, that we're going to, I'm going to give to you to send to the space station. Oh, good. Yay. And but, uh, but Jerry's, Jerry's also collecting Tatuma. Uh, seed, I yeah, believe. yeah. For folks that have had trouble with summer squash, you want to try uh, Mexican squash, and uh, usually we have good luck with that. Much better luck in terms of resisting the uh, borers. Yeah. So if you if you <laughs> had had trouble with uh, borers on your summer squash, and you want to try uh, Tatuma, either uh, you know order it. Or uh, see what we'll see what turns out. Jerry's uh, communicating with uh, some of our gardeners to see how much seed he can collect. Yeah. Well, what I'm worried about with the uh, with the Crawford lettuce seed in space mm-hmm. is they the have to be exposed to red the red light ray of the light before they'll germinate. That means no soil or mulch on top of them. Mm-mm. No. Well, but I'm wondering if they're going to have a red red wavelength well, of do you light right up space. I'm going to assume oh, yeah. that they'll have this thing already functioning before they shoot it off. Right? No, no, I don't know. They may they may test it before they shoot it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. they got they got a light bulb. <laughs> they have red light light bulbs. I'm sure. All right, we can. this is NASA. They got everything. Yeah, <laughs> they have a good budget. All right, got about a minute and a half for the news. What else you got? Uh. Let's see, Calvin. I can do the weather if you like. No. Tell me me it's not going to rain like it did last night. Yeah, uh, just 20% chance. Nothing? (laughs) Well, I was looking for a a deal about the, uh, I thought Calvin put it in his article about uh, pre-emergent now. 
yeah. with, with this rain. Hmm. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, that reminds me. I didn't bring up the new one. Well, he mentioned the... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to do that after the news. Okay. Tell people, can you get it after the news in the two minutes? Uh, I think so. So what are you going to bring up? So we'll tease it a little bit. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. A new no, no, but it's, it's a new... It's a, it's a new old pre-emergent. They've taken <laughs> oh, two right. pre-emergents that we commonly use right. and put them in the same bag to get better... Uh, a better field of, of uh, oh. kill. Okay. So Trace will go get that, and we'll talk about that right after the news. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. We're broadcasting live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. And uh, we um, are going to come right back on 9.30 a.m. This is The Answer. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867. The number to call to be a part of today's show. And, uh, okay, Trace is back. And grab that mic and start talking. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be right back. Okay. Uh, so the f- first question is, no, I don't have any. Uh-oh. So you're going to need to give me some. I'll get you some. Uh, all right. So there is a new product. And, again, it's kind of a new old product. Uh, it is Corn Cortiva, C-O-R-T-E-V-A. Well, and it's crew. Well, it kind of did. Crew TM is what they're calling it. Crew. Uh, crew. C R E W. Yes. Uh, and it's a specialty herbicide. So it is a pre-emergent herbicide, and it is a combination of gallery, which is the old portrait, yeah, and so, dimension in wow. the same bag. So, <laughs> for those of you who don't. Uh, know the differences. Uh, Dimension is wonderful for a large spectrum of grassy weed seeds yeah. uh, and not so many broadleaf. And then Gallery, which is the old green light portrait, very large spectrum of broadleaf weed seeds, not so many grasses. Right. So they smartly put the <laughs> two together in one bag. So when you put it out, you got a great control of a lot more things. That's right. Uh, so I, in my mind, this is going to be the replacement for a maze mm-hmm. and a, uh, and the XL2G uh, in the near future when you can't get any more. That was a good idea. Who? What company is that? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Dow AgroScience. Oh, okay. Uh, so Dow does XL2G. Yeah. That might even help with grass burrs. Well, the dimension will. Yeah. So, yes, it'll yeah. do grass burrs. And, uh, but we got to start thinking because there, there is no more XL2G anywhere. That's and it. the Amaze is probably limited to the ones in, in this state, probably limited to the ones that I bought and stashed knowing that it wasn't going to be around <laughs> anymore. So I've got maybe 100 bags, give or take, in various places of the store. you got plenty of that new one? Well, I wanted to see what it looked like first. Oh, okay. um, It's not cheap, but it is, uh, I think we're running at sixty-one ninety-nine for a 
Doesn't say ten pound, ten pound bag. And that covers a lot of area. Uh, three thousand. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> but like I said, when when the maze is gone, or when my maze is gone, this is what we're going to use as a substitute. And for everybody else who doesn't have either of the other two, this is probably your best future. Yeah. Beach, beach, beach. What's, what's the name of I'm, it? I'm going to hand it to you. Okay. That way you can write it all down. <laughs> all right. Beach, beach, nothing. Hey, guess who's on the line? Who? Not Johnson City. Uh, Joe. Man. Hey, Joe, what do you know? I thought I was going to make a weekend. I know. It's okay. Joe waits. He kind of. It's a good thing that his finger's not on the button. He didn't yeah. Hang up on him. Joe stalks and waits to pounce when you least well, expect it. I answered you. I told him, I said, you're supposed to cut me off. <laughs> they must have thought you were talking about the alcohol. Yeah, that's well, right. They said. <laughs> y'all seem like y'all have a good time there. I wonder what y'all were drinking. No, we we can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> What's going on, Jim? Holla, marijuana. I found that out. Oh dear! Oh, on your search, is there a yeah. hollow uh, marijuana? Yeah, well, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. because they, of the, they, the name. they name it all. They name that stuff all kinds of stuff. So. Yeah, well, let's not do that. A, a lot of stuff. What? Can you get some of that? For no, the no, no. Oh. Sorry. Okay. If they make it legal, uh, maybe. But oh, okay. That'll be an that's inter- nothing until then. That'll be an interesting day when you come up and talk about all the. Uh, oh, I'll carry hydroponics, all kinds of stuff. All right. I can't wait. Even, it's even though I don't, I don't necessarily approve of it, but I'm sure happy to sell them the stuff to do whatever they got to <laughs> sure. do. Sure. Their money's green, even if they're growing the plant. That, that's green too. That's green too. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I, I agree with that. Interesting thing about uh, since they've legalized uh, marijuana in some states, uh, the growing operation of how to grow marijuana yeah. has just exploded in the horticulture industry. Oh, is that right? Oh, I don't yeah. doubt it. They how to how to grow marijuana with drip irrigation right. and uh, insects and diseases that bother marijuana. Huh? And believe it or not. Marijuana has insects and diseases too. Sure, why not? Everything else does. <laughs> yeah, as you, you know, it used to grow wild in Kansas. That's the first time I ever saw a marijuana. Oh, okay. And the the, the uh, ranchers would spray it at the, their pastures every every year. It's going to give Greg Grant something else to yeah run around and and find more varieties of. Well, Whenever he, he might have already gotten a hold of something. Chris. Because you know he got married. And when he gets uh, he, he the, probably needs a little bit. <laughs> when it becomes a, a Texas superstar, that's when we know it's a... Yes. What about a variegated marrow? I think he's a sick. Uh, <laughs> you see where you started, Joe? Hey, I know. I might get my question in. But it's interesting listening to him because there are great varieties of marijuana of, oh, different, yeah. of different strengths. Absolutely. Of course, I don't well, know much about it, why, why would anybody fiddle around with the weak stuff? That's right. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it's like light beer. Who in the hell drinks light beer? Uh, <laughs> I've, I've questioned well, that a lot. One of my, one of I mean, if you're going to drink Henry, a beer, Henry, drink a full-bodied beer. Yeah, Henry, Henry Versa, uh when they came out with light beer years ago, Henry was always excited. Was always really excited. Because he said, with a light beer, I can drink twice as much. <laughs> so apparently the calories were what yeah, was consuming well, him. Yeah, 
No taste. No taste, yeah. but less calories. Yes, sir. My, my question was, before I forget it, was about my chain chaw. Uh, uh, orange tree. Yeah. Okay. Did it back? Well, it froze back, which I was, but it came out from the base, not from the root, but from yeah, the well, base of the tree. Now, okay, I had a huge good. one. Yeah, I just, had a huge one. Okay. Okay, just cut it off right above where the sprouts come out. All those chains. Do you remember where you got your chain show? Yeah, I got it from Vanix. From Vanix? Okay. Yeah. Uh, all chainsaws are grown from seed. Right. So the, those sprouts that come up will be chainsaw. And but uh, this is what I was going to ask you. You were talking to that lady a while ago. On it, I got varieties of sprouts. Some of them are got horns on them, thorns. Excuse me, thorns on them, and some don't. Well, uh, take all the take all the ones with thorns off. Okay. Cut them off at the ground. And keep all the ones that are no thorns. No thorns. Right. So, you know, this thing was wonderful, producer. I assume it. I might live to see it produce again. Oh yeah, I live so fast. It's taking it's taking off. It didn't it didn't come from the root. It came from the base of the tree. Oh okay. Yeah. Well, uh, do you do you realize that uh, that those chainsaws have seed? Yeah. Oh, I thought I maybe you ate them. the seed. I love them. Like I love cabin, the seed. Uh, that's yeah, nothing right. wrong with eating the seed. Yeah. That's right, Calvin. Keep, keep a little roughage. Keeps you right. No, it's fiber. It's fiber. Yeah, it's fiber. not roughage anymore. It's oh, fiber. is that right? Okay. They, they have a little nutty taste to it. They're not bitter at all. Nutty. That's because you're eating the seed. I know. They're good. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All my Mexican, um, what do they call them? They look like... Uh, uh, oh, I forgot what they're white, called. White flowers? I got Mexican Mexicanoli? white flowers, pink flowers, and and um, they have uh, also, they they have uh, purple flower was the, was the one that was original. You know what purple I'm talking flower. about? Aurelia? Aurelia, okay. I only planted... Look at you, Milton. He got it right, the Realia. Okay, okay. I only planted the purple one years and years ago. But now half of my Realias are either white or pink. Did they all... They must have been all sports, right? Well, another 10 or 15 years, though, I'll be purple again. <laughs> you think you, so? You, you no. sure you only planted the purple? Yeah, I only planted purple because that's all I knew about. I didn't know anything. All of a sudden, I got pink ones come up. Yeah, yeah purple's yeah. a dominant color, so eventually. And then after the pink came the white. Uh, are they all different? Uh, is, are there different species? Yeah, you wouldn't expect the different selection. Yeah, you wouldn't. Some are white, and uh, uh, Greg Grant formulated the pink one. Yeah, and the scene, generally, 
seems like the pink is consistent in yeah. my garden. Yeah. This is this was pink and it's always pink and then the purples. Yeah. I, I haven't seen that same situation. I don't need, I don't need you haven't seen them when they came from purple. Then then you'd have some pink. Then you'd have some white. You never seen that. Is it no, not no. not on the not on Dorfarelia? <laughs> is it mine the dwarf? Dwarf. Or, oh, the mine are the tall? Okay. Mine are three feet tall. Okay, that's a that's standard Ruralia. Uh, uh, what we were talking about or thinking about was oh. a crawl, was a dwarf Ruralia. Yeah, I wouldn't see that's that. That's y'all too. I was I knew what he was talking about. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I had no problem. Have you seen that? Well, you came but, up with the plant in the first don't, place. So I don't yeah. admit that, Trace. I'm just giving Milton some praise. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate you. But anyway, yeah, they they will the the standard one or the tall one. We'll uh, reseed into uh, some off colors. So it will go into the pink, and it will go into the white. Well, it'll have some seedlings that'll be pink or white. Yeah. But uh, very few. Well, see, mine, mine, half of mine, I've got a big bed of them, okay? Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean... Uh, they're big, and I let them spread. And I've I've got half of mine are either pink or white. Yeah, uh, ha- uh, are they close to your patio, though? No, they're out. They're well, not too far. Well, yeah, I was thinking that drinking thing. <laughs> I could have planted them. Is that what uh-huh. you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Joe. Thanks I might have to go back and look at my journal. Uh huh. Yeah. You know where my journal is, don't you? Uh oh. What's that? It's in my brain. I keep it in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks for calling, Joe. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> okay, y'all guys, y'all uh, get things right. We'll see you. Bye, right. thank you, Joe. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Yeah, most people don't sell the big one, the tall one. Yeah, well, that was the one you were complaining about that so, spread so quickly. So I got some out of Cal- uh, Florida like, uh-huh. two days ago. Oh, I think cool. I got 20 of them. There were people buying them off the cart. Oh, there. wow. There might be three or four still floating around, but I had one. Like, oh, my God, I've been looking that for that and the can't find one? it. Any- yeah. Tall. Can't find them anywhere. Well, no. You're welcome to buy those, ma'am. People do the dwarfs. <laughs> well, we eat. Dwarf Katie? Dwarf purple is Katie. And the other is just Pink called? is Britannia, Brita, written something with a B on it. So someone asked me yesterday, well, and I thought I'd well, be. There you go. Which one, is, are they both referred to as, or is this, I'm thinking of a different plant, Mexican petunia? Yeah, they're all called, the short one, the tall one. They're all Mexican petunia. Okay. That's a that's a common name thrown at it. Okay, so it doesn't matter if they're dwarf or not. Yeah, the dwarfs uh, was a sport, was a sport, right? Off of the large. Uh-huh. There's yeah. a lot of native versions too. Well, them. yeah. Her question different was, foliage. what's the difference between the Katie and the Mexican petunia? And it was like, they're the same. I I referred her to Mary. Dwarf Mexican. Okay, okay that's what I thought, but I didn't want to make that mistake. Okay. 210-308-80. I referred to her as an employee. I know. I told you you shouldn't let that guy call in. No, we like Joe. <laughs> What's that wee stuff? I like you Joe. You got a squirrel in your pocket? Yes. It's a squirrel <laughs> and I. Okay. Mr. Whiskers and I, we like Joe. <laughs> Cal- uh, Calvin made a good point in his This Week in the Garden. He said, 
with the growth of pigweed in many gardens this summer, it's tempting to weed rose beds. That's a good idea. With spring, with a string mower. That is not recommended because the wounds from the string on the rose on the rose plants do not repair themselves well. In other words, you're barking it. People Perfect. call it barking. Take the bark off. Yeah. And uh, they do that with... It's uh, funny how sensitive they are. Yeah, they do that with young trees, too. I'm just wondering why somebody would want to cut down pigweed. That's an herb I know and is quite useful. Y'all might like it. Well, it's, if we call it amaranth, uh, amaranthus, yeah. it's, it sounds even more respectable. Well, oh, you, yeah. know, you know what the use is for it is, right? Food. You put it in with your beans. Oh, oh do you? And you uh, oh, is it to help you? Yeah, it's to help you not. Yes. Okay. I didn't know that's what they used. Huh. It's also also a great uh, wildlife food. Why are you looking at it like that? What are y'all talking about with beans? Uh, what happens when you pig. eat a lot of beans? That's not figweed. It is too. What is it's it? Not figweed. It's uh, amaranthus or episote. Episote. Okay. Oh. All right. Oh. <laughs> I was hoping. I was gonna, <laughs> no, that's episode. <laughs> I'm going to oh, look no and wonder. see them. Maybe no wonder your hair starting <laughs> to fall off. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> that, that was the young brain. Oh my God. <laughs> that was a, a plant that Paul Cox tried to convince me to promote and put on the market. Which one? Until I saw it. Episode. Episode? It's a one ugly looking plant. Well, did that surprise you? No, but I luckily I checked it out before. But I, I like the concept of being able to say it prevented uh, Google that. I think I'm I think it's the one and the same. Yeah. It's uh pigweed and ever uh well, episode it may be I have been wrong before, but I don't think I Oh, am. yeah. Let's see. So, Episote, but she says in her, this is Dr., uh, this is, uh, website is the celiacmd.com. And, uh, well, that's useful. Okay, well, I'm trying to find the. Yeah, it's also known as worm seed, pigweed, Jesuit tea, Mexican tea. Uh, another. It's a perennial herb that can grow up to three or four feet high. Both the leaves and the stems can be eaten. Is it an amaranthus? But she doesn't say that it's amaranthus. <laughs> she just says, uh, well, pigweed, that doesn't describe pigweed. No. Pigweed can go, what, eight or, eight or ten feet tall. Oh, can go okay. down. <laughs> but, but, it, but anyway, it's... Lots of different kinds of yeah. pigweed and amaranthus. I don't think I've ever seen... Episode for sale, but that carried it. Have you? Yes. I don't have any now. But oh, okay. Uh, that's that's what's in Bino. Well, that's where. I, yeah, yeah. Bino. And I'm not going to mention what it's used for, Milton. I also say that uh, if you use too much, it's poisonous. Oh, okay. You, if you use too much peanut butter, it's poisonous. Well, that's true. But I like too much salt. What? (laughs) I love peanut butter. Well, you might have to ingest your own body weight, but it's still be. (laughs) Rue. That's a herb that's used a lot, but it has some possible side effects. Yeah, I think. Other than witchcraft, milk, it's used in witchcraft. I think. I think these ladies up here would buy sorrel. Is that what they're buying? Yeah, yeah. But they're gonna they're gonna make us some kind of soup. Yeah, that's what they told us, or that's what I asked for. But I think. They have some uh, adverse effects to soil. 
Most mm. of those damn herbs do. You, you think everything has adverse effects. It's not a tomato <laughs> or broccoli. <laughs> well, you know, they used to think tomatoes were poisonous. Oh, because of the... It's, uh, it's in a, a, a poisonous plant family. And for years, they wouldn't eat tomatoes. Yeah. And so some some guy collected, grew some and collected some seed well, tomatoes and uh, ate them on the courthouse steps well, this is... in front of a large crowd oh. and didn't die. Oh, until later that <laughs> night. <laughs> but, but that was too late. Nobody knew about yeah, that. Yeah, right. That history. As far as the crowd didn't take and, him out after it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and basically all the history of the vegetables and fruit on plantanswers.com, uh, a National Geographic write-up that appeared uh, in National Geographic years ago. And I, I wrote Straight from the source, Jerry Parsons, right? <laughs> so were you that guy on the step no. 200 years ago? Yeah. No. <laughs> but I'm sure glad he ate them. All right. Uh, so let's see. But uh, they gave me permission yeah. to recopy that. Oh, that's cool. On plantanswers.com. So according to healthhealwithfood.org. Oh, geez. Uh, this doesn't exactly say it, but it does. The tiny seeds, amaranth, the tiny seeds of this ancient grain were a staple food of the Aztecs and the Incas. The Aztecs used amaranth in their brutal religious ceremonies, Whoa. which is why the early Christian missionaries declared amaranth evil and banned its cultivation. Wow. Today we know that amaranth is everything but evil. It's highly <laughs> nutritious, and due to its high digestibility score, it's one of the least gas-forming grains. That doesn't say what you're saying, but... There is. Amaranth seed can be cooked and used much the same way as rice. They can be popped, roasted, <laughs> or flaked and used in numerous dishes. Yeah, and that that is still used widely in, uh, what did I say, uh, undeveloped countries. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, that's... Well, uh, and then when they're... grows freely and it's nutritious, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a big, there was a lot of publicity in uh, northern Africa... Or Central Africa, when they had that, were faced with uh, starvation situations oh, and yeah. lack of food, and and the amaranthus was the Absolutely. target because it was so easy to grow and so fast and yeah. so nutritious. So Malcolm Beck was fooling around with that at the last of his tenure, and uh, uh, he he had, he found a source of different varieties of amaranth. Because uh, they are so widely used, I think it's the most widely used food sto- source uh, in the world. But it is a tough weed too. <laughs> I mean, if it, you don't eat it fast enough, Kevin, it gets uh, gets big, it gets tall, big those big thick stems. Are yeah, <laughs> hard to deal with. All right, 210-308-8867. We're up against a break. We'll take it now. 210-308-8867. Give us a call. Be a part of the show. Have some fun with us. Uh, 210-308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons. Trace is up here on the porch with us. And Dr. Jerry Calvin Finch. After this, I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Give us a call. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world. 
What else you got going on over there? Uh, I got a note from Cliff Bingham, one of my best volunteers. Oh, you're going to make people angry. You used to work. uh, (laughs) Nobody would deny that. Oh, okay. (laughs) Used to work with Forrest Appleton Mm -hmm. out at uh, Turf, uh, Jones Mossberger Turf Planting. Oh, okay. And uh, he he and Forrest, being the older of the group, could outwork all the others combined. That doesn't surprise me. Anyway, he sends me this uh, picture of a vinca that he had proud in his backyard, it looks like. Wow, that's nice and tall. Yeah. Do you see any problem with it, Milton? Um, what? Look at the picture again and see if you see a problem with promoting that as a well, that new plant. blooms on it. There you go, Milton. That's what I figured. But I, <laughs> it's got three blooms in there. All at the top. And I thought that would... Uh, Pique your interest, because <laughs> it only takes three blooms on a plant for Milton I know, to get excited. That's weird. It's so tall. Yeah, I think it's in his backyard under shade. Well, that's that's the form that uh, that the uh, twenty six inches. I can't right tell the, the reseeded twenty eight inches reseeded vinca in the jungles like uh, yeah. Oh, they're tall like that, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, and they. I don't know if that's a function of shade. Few blooms. Trinidad and Barbados and those places. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty neat, though. Yeah, it is. Well, and and they also, uh, Jerry and I have talked about this a lot. A lot of, a lot of those uh, seeded, those naturalized plants, Mm -hmm. never showed the symptom of the. Uh, oh, really? Back. Yeah, and that was always always kind of a, a lure, you know, why? There must <laughs> be a, you know, there must be an easy answer. I don't know. I don't know how, how they found the answer, what the path was, but uh, I know there was a lot of exploration because of uh, that performance of, <laughs> of the vinca in the jungles. Well, the reason that the vincas that sprout here uh, in the spring... Uh, do so well and doesn't seem to be affected by aerophotophora is because they don't sprout or germinate until in June when the temperatures get warmer and uh, there's less rainfall Hmm. normally. But uh, I think Neil addresses that. Let's see. All, all these, he got a question. All these vincas were brought at the same time, planted in the same potting soil, and cared for in the same way. One now is wilting and showing steady decline. What can I do to turn it around? What's wrong with it? And he said, <laughs> Nia said, uh, it's photophora. The, uh, it's a water mold fungus called Phytophthora. Very serious threats to Vinca actually took them off the market for a couple of years. Hmm. It attacks their stems and causes parts of the plant to wither and the rest to follow it quickly. And he talks about Cora. Mitchell talked about the Cora Vinca, which is I think that's all all uh, Medwater cells. I think they got the Cora and the one that had the XDR. extra... XDR. 
extra disease resistant. Yeah. But it's still Cora. I'm proud of myself for remembering that. Yeah, but it's still Cora, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> he says, a thing you can do next year, if you didn't do this summer, right? do not grow vincas in the same soil uh, two years in a row. Wait until it's quite warm and dry mid-June uh, to plant your vincas. I would I would have liked for you to go out and talk to these people after the freeze melting when they were buying every yeah. vinca that hit the market because they're deer resistant. Mm. And uh, they're probably about the only annual you can plant out. <laughs> well, they, the cer- they certainly dominated the Milburgers. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we appreciate that. They've had uh, vincas, all different colors, yeah. on sale for... What is it, months? And then, it's been more, and then yeah, on the other side of the, was pintas, so you had the, yeah. I mean, so you had the shade plant and a, a sun plant, two excellent blooming plants. So when those people come in in February and March to get their vincas melting, I expect you to go out there and talk to them and say, Mil- Neil Sparrow says not to plant till mid-June. You know what they're going to say to me? Yeah. Get back on the porch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we go plant these because this is all we can plant that the deer won't eat. Yeah. And uh, uh, plant them in, in mid-June and then set them in a loose, well-draining potting soil. Avoid harsh, sp- splashing water. That's the rain. Mm-hmm. Or, or watering them from the top, right? Yeah, right. Uh, with a, with a, a lot of people have an automatic uh, sprinkler system. Yeah. But to make this aerial photographer really show up, the temperature has to be ideal, too. Uh, let's see. Anyway, position the pots, uh, assuming you're growing them in containers, uh, where they'll have good air circulation. So uh, that, that mid-June was something... We came up with several years ago after consulting with Larry Barnes, who did the original planting and research that identified the Cora heritage uh, ancestry that was resistant, somewhat resistant. Our Larry Barnes? Yes, sir. I didn't realize that he was uh, a prominent part yeah, of that. Yeah. Uh, and the, the, uh, that I've got his pictures of the actual huh? research on plantanswers.com on Vinca, yeah, He was good to work with. Oh, yeah. He made it happen. Yeah. Because they put out all those Vinca varieties that were supposed to be resistant in randomized, replicated form, format, and like I said, these pictures are on Plant Answer, and uh, spray, after they got to growing and looking good, they sprayed them with aerial photographers. Oh, wow. And still? And killed every one of them except one plant. That's out of hundreds of plants. And so... Is that where Cora? Yeah, that's where Cora came from. Oh, okay. That's the mother of Cora. And who's Cora named after? Or is, yeah. Thank you, Calvin. Mm-hmm. What? Is what? <laughs> she at the Alamo, Cora? Wasn't there a Cora at the Alamo? I don't know. 
Anyway. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. You mentioned rain, so I thought I'd give a quick uh, forecast. 20% chance of showers. Uh-huh. Uh, partly cloudy tonight with a, a high today. Uh, around 91. I don't know what temperature it is now. Uh, 20% chance of showers this evening or Monday. So it looks like the day has this chance of showers. And then there's no chance. So Tuesday, same thing. Uh, Wednesday, same thing. Thursday, same All thing. All 20%. I don't know. I don't want to say it. <laughs> don't tell me it's lower than 20. It is not. Oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, the <laughs> I think uh, Al at the station... Yeah. You didn't yesterday? He said, he said it upped it to 50%? Yeah, he said it would up it to 50 And then he said we're getting some rain, and you said, come on now. <laughs> and, yeah, we got plenty of rain. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to trust in Al more than I am. You the, should. The weather people. After they you, put that you're, silly 20 You hurt his feelings with, you know, oh. <laughs> Al? Yeah, yeah, we hurt Al's feelings. <laughs> anyway. I don't think so. He's worked with Jerry so long. Yeah. I to get those are pretty. What are those? Oh, it's Savia? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's Savia. That's a, a dark blue yeah. Savia. Kind of, really, it's kind a, of purple. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's it's pretty. Yeah. Uh, it it mainly blooms in the spring, in the fall, though, like it is now. But uh, trying to remember it can, what it can get to be a tall, tall plant. It's a salvia. Well, but which which salvia? But that's Fred. a salvia species. You should ask the lady to read the. Uh, <laughs> uh, or to show you one. I forget what they named it. Someone called it black and blue, but I think they were just describing it, not giving the name. When they were planting it, they turned black and blue. No, they. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, down on their knees. No, no, they they were they were walking by and they said, uh, uh, "Oh, look at those black and blue salvias." But uh, that was just a color rather than. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh, we got we. Uh oh. And we're getting the name now. Black and blue. Yeah. That's <laughs> what they're called. I don't know where the black came from. Uh, it's got little little kind of tips on the stem, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Garen, Garen. Okay, All right, Calvin's, Calvin's looking into it. Okay. Thanks. We're running What did you find out, Calvin? The species is Garantica. That's what I was trying to think of, but they called it black and blue. <laughs> Uh, for the common name. Oh, okay. Okay, I was right. I That's the first time that. I've ever heard that. Where did you hear that, Matt? There was a customer who said, oh, look, they have the black and blue uh, <laughs> selfies. Let's get some. So, I just thought, uh, they, yeah, in the, in the, even in the retail, I think they call it Garantica. Okay. All right, 210-308-8867. You want to take a break or you want to... Uh, yeah, we can take a break. All right, going to take a quick break and be back in a moment. 210-308-8867. Even though Trace isn't here, you ready to take a break? What? Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Texas on 930 a.m. The answer. So next week we'll go back to birthdays. We'll be more celebratory about 
to celebrate the birthdays of yet people. I don't know if they'll still be alive. (laughs) So, yeah, according to Monrovia.com, here's the black and blue stuff. This sounds interesting. It's a pretty picture. This is the black and blue salvia uh, described as gorgeous cobalt blue, which it is, with black blooms emerge uh, from the black whorls. Uh, the tall flower spikes rising from the lush green aromatic foliage. Oh, it's aromatic. Well, maybe to some no, people. All, all salvia is. Oh, all salvia is aromatic? <laughs> That's why yeah. they're Ex- won't eat it. Excellent for adding dark, dramatic contrast to any garden. They do a great job on their descriptions. Oh, yeah. They're pros. Sensational, seasonal, season-long, heat-loving color for sunny beds and borders. And herbaceous, perennial, and mild winter regions treat as an annual elsewhere. So are we a mild winter region? Oh, yeah. Big time. Okay, good. Except last year. Yeah, except last year. <laughs> the uh, interesting thing about that, uh, the you know the first name that we put on uh, uh, Lady Bird Johnson Royal Blue Blue Bonnet? Cobalt Blue. Cobalt Blue, yeah. Because it was... <laughs> now, how did that get changed? <laughs> uh, we we changed and named oh, it after Ladybird. Lady okay, yeah. yeah. But, How's uh, Ladybird Johnson blue bonnets doing? Are they? Oh, that, we don't don't have those. Any okay. blue bonnets that you buy here at Millburg will be will be Ladybird. Yeah, there you can tell the difference. You can. Oh yeah, they're big time. They're yeah. cobalt because we got. They had them last year. They had the original blue and they had the uh, ladybird right and when you planted them i got all my mixed up but when that ladybird <laughs> comes up amongst them it's you know them. yeah it's a rich blue the interesting thing about that particular blue bonnet was we had it in a bed planted behind a nursery uh planting bed and they got got crazy with a roundup oh dear uh weeding around it on a windy day i imagine and it Killed eighty percent of the blue bonnets that were in that bed, but the ones that were left, some of the ones that were left, were cobalt blue. As tough as its namesake. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, when I sent the seed off to Wildseed to be cleaned, uh, on the original bags of seed that they sent back, they had labeled them cobalt blue. And then we changed it to Ladybird Johnson Royal Blue. Jerry's on the line with a Green Beetle report. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hi, Jerry. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, yes. South Texas. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for the call. Uh, the uh, Green Beetles uh, swarming. Um, I had trouble last fall. Uh, uh, with grubs and uh, treated it with nematodes, and uh, it's come with all the rain we've had this uh, winter. The yard, yards come back uh, great, uh, but I'm concerned about these. I did try to do a little research, and what I read was that the green ones uh, aren't a problem. It's the brown ones earlier in the year. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I read. Well, now are these beetles uh, that are fe- feeding on the plant? Are they green? No, they're they're, they're just swarming, uh, flying around uh, the yard, and they're about oh six inches to a foot above uh, uh, the grass, and then they'll uh, they'll drop down into uh, the grass, and then they'll fly out. So they have they seem to be doing um, uh, what you read uh, about uh, you know the Japanese beetles and grubs, but. This is kind of late for those from what I've read, and then what I read said the green ones, they're not a problem. It's the brown ones earlier in the year, June, and that that you have to be concerned about. Okay, they're turning. (laughs) 
they're probably at the end of their cycle to be June bugs, uh, unless they got messed up too in the winter. But right. uh, they the, they they hatch out into June bug, and uh, then they fly around the lights, get in ladies' hairs. They don't get in my hair. Do they get in your hair, Milton? No. I mean, Calvin? No. I was just thinking of uh, my first reaction when you described it was the grasshoppers. Mm. No, they're How, grasshoppers. Uh, I was able to knock one down and look at it, and it's uh, it's a, a beetle with a uh, shiny uh, green uh, back yeah. on it and wings. And, uh, but what, what throws me is, as I you know went on the net and tried to educate myself, and it said the green ones come out later, but they're not a problem uh, as far mm-hmm. as uh, the grubs coming out later. It's the brown ones early on. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think the green one, the one with green wings, are called June bugs. I think they're called. I know they've been called fruit. They're, they're the ones that eat your fruit, they eat your figs especially, and they yeah. got a real shiny green shell on that. Yeah, they do. I, I do. The thing with it, it would, you know, uh, maybe be concerned. They were they were about they fly about a foot or so uh, above the grass, and then they drop down into the grass yeah. and. Uh, you know that would would seem to me all the indications that they're, uh, you know, they're probably, uh, probably laying eggs, maybe. Yeah, well, that uh, they, they can go ahead and lay eggs. My problem is, am I going to have a a grub problem again, uh, like I did in o- October of last year? I noticed the yard was pretty well beat up, and that's when I went ahead and treated it with uh, nematodes. Uh, and as I say, it came back great, but uh, the swarming well, has me concerned. Yeah, if these if these guys are laying eggs right now, this would be an easy time to apply a, a, a grub insecticide, soil insecticide, and would wipe them out. I can't imagine they are, though. It's just like yeah. Jerry said; they're usually not identified as being a major problem. It's your your June your June beetles are. Probably already got their eggs in the ground and the yeah, grubs. Yeah, that's what I thought. This is kind of late. We're almost September. Uh, I yeah. mean, you start noticing the damage. Uh, I did anywhere last year uh, in October. So yeah, the uh, <laughs> the June bugs usually start eating on the crops that we had. We've had some real problems with cabbage and those kind of plants. Uh, they started eating on them in about October when the cabbage is planted, and uh, they eat on the the young eat on the root system, and you can tell it if you go. So they don't necessarily kill the plant, but they cause it to be shorter. They right. eat the roots off, and I never could figure out why. You go in a in a cabbage field that's got a, a high population of grub worm, and the the cabbage would be uneven in spots. In other words, it'd be short cabbage, and then some places right adjoining it would be the regular size cabbage. Right. And come to fi- come to find out, <laughs> when you irrigate. Those grub worms come up to the water, come up to the where it's moist. Now, when you're drying it out between irrigations, they go down. So when they come up, <laughs> they eat the eat the roots off 
and do probably do more damage than when they go down and just eat the lower roots. Hmm. Right. But uh, they didn't number on the yard. Uh, you could actually just go out there with your hand and, and peel back uh, the St. Augustine. Uh, and I had about I lost oh maybe a little bit less than the fourth of the yard. So. Uh, it was an effort, you know, repair it, and uh, but it did come back with all the rain. It's fine. It's just the, these uh, since they're uh, the colors green and they're shiny. You think maybe uh, they're not actually. Uh, I won't have a grub uh, problem showing up from these anyway. No, I don't. I don't think that's. I oh, really. Uh, I'd be a little. I'd be a little nervous about what, what's in the ground right now, though, because mm. if you had, yeah, you had I, such I an that. issue I, last I've year. I've been monitoring it, and, and um, I guess I'll find out. Hopefully, uh, the the nematodes uh, took care of what's ever there if they they survived oh. anyway. So. Okay. Good luck. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Yeah, yeah, let us know how it goes. Good talking to you, Jerry. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. You don't want to get those nematodes on you when you... No. I was not you, aware of that. You, you think chiggers are bad? Nematodes are worse. Oh, man. my God. Okay. They bore into you, Milton. Yeah, they're boring? Yeah. And so that's... And that hurts. I can imagine. I was, we were talking about those grasshoppers, and I, I saw some, in fact, this morning, and, and I thought, I thought there were the, those little lesser goldfinches, they were so big, oh, and, wow. and they were in the fig, yeah, yeah, and I, my and lord, those things are large. I've also seen them get in roses, the rosarians have a fit, because those things, the, with the green backs are hard as yeah. hell to kill with any insecticide. That's right. Yeah. They're just. I imagine big. they enjoy the nematodes that he's applying, riding on their little backs. Yeah, I can just see them go spitting out the yeah. side. Yeah, huh? darn little nematodes. <laughs> I, saw, I think I saw that in a Tarzan movie, where the nematodes were riding on the back of uh, the hardback beetles. Oh, okay. I don't know. Uh, I will give you a tip on how to interesting childhood. I will give you a tip on how to control those hardback beetles that are flying around high off the ground. Did he say that? Yeah. I don't if, remember. If you got a tennis racket, no, or badminton racket, go out there and start swinging. Okay, that'll usually knock them down. Okay, I don't think you can fish with them. No. I don't think they make a good bait. Uh, we're talking about fall planting. Got about four minutes? Yeah, so what you got? Uh, I want to mention uh, the father of Blue Bonnet of uh, wildflower planting will be giving his uh, uh, wild seed farm presentation on how to plant wildflower. A free seminar, two to four daily on uh, September 10th through 12th. Three days. Yeah, two to four days, yeah. So uh, if you want to hear it from the, the expert or the father of wildfire. Is he doing uh, it virtual? <laughs> do what? Is he going to have virtual? I don't know. Hilda. No, I mean, he could do both. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Go to his website. Yeah. It doesn't, Check yeah, it it doesn't say it's going to be virtual. And he, he still, they're going to do that stupid monarch celebration again. 
October the 9th. Free tag and release hmm. from 9.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. And uh, you could come and be a tagging assistant. But I've told John over and over that when you put that tag on those butterflies on one wing, they're going to fly round and round. What if you tag both wings? Uh, I think that would be too heavy for the oh, butterfly. Okay. And they walk. They walk, but they don't walk in circles. <laughs> yeah, and you know, you know. Well, after they tag them, they release them, of course, and balk. Is that really true? Yes. Oh, it's not very far. Uh, well, that's because they're going in circles. Oh, poor little guys. <laughs> so anyway, I bet they track them further than looking at calendar. <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, let's see what else we got. But, I hope we're almost out of time. You're, you're scared about more of the, uh, yeah. Yeah. more where this will go to? Uh, I will, we just have a couple minutes. I will mention that there's a new uh, sheriff in town. Well, a new inf- information and write-ups by Neil Sperry, Greg Grant, and myself on plantanswers.com and the information index. It's the first heading, and it concerns you if you've ever bought or intend to buy Gold Star Esperanza, and I'll leave it at that. Okay. I've sent Milton copies. I think you sent everybody copies, <laughs> or the link anyway. Yeah, a link. And there's a uh, shortened, shortened version of the issue on the, the article, Express News article next, oh, next good. week. Oh, good. You didn't. I did. Just a, just a uh, what, to, what to look for, what, a, yeah. what an issue is. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Calvin and I did the same thing on Prairie Buffalo Grass. Now, he wrote the article. Got away with it, and I just simply put it in the paper, just like he had written. Maybe added a few words, and I got in, got sued over it. <laughs> What's? I can't understand that. Maybe it's uh, Calvin Gentile. I just reported the uh, <laughs> search results. Oh, did the other person report the search results? No, I did. I wrote the identical article. Oh, okay. I used the identical article in the slide. There were a few phrases. Uh, yeah, that you maybe not. Okay, okay we're, my chicken. Okay, well, we're, <laughs> we're gonna t- we're gonna say goodbye for today. We're back tomorrow over here at Mill. Uh, not tomorrow, but next Saturday here at Millburgers. See you then. Thanks, Al. This is nine thirty a.m. The answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.